So welcome to Scale Fusion's partner podcast uh, this week, and we're looking forward to getting some insights from the ecosystem from my guest today, Chris Saunders from Integrated Communications. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you on, man. We've we've had so many great conversations uh, individually, so I'm happy to like uh, put that some of that, record it today, put it on the podcast and share it with the audience because I know there's a lot of good stuff uh, that's going to come out of it. So before we dive into business, though, I've got a super important question for you that the audience wants to know. Um, what is your favorite kind of ice cream? <laughs> uh, praline pecans. Uh, and you notice I didn't say pecan. I'm from Eastern North Carolina where we call them pecans. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. that's my favorite ice cream. It's, uh, it's, it's, I got it one time a couple years ago and I'm like, I'm never, never, never going back. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite ice cream, man. That's awesome. I know it's kind of a stupid question, but it's kind of fun to start with a stupid question sometimes. So I was on another podcast and they asked me that and, uh, I'm from Michigan, so I actually like growing up. My favorite ice cream was called was Superman. Half the people in the country don't even know what Superman ice cream is, but I love it. <laughs> well, they're missing out because what's interesting is Superman actually may become my favorite ice cream over uh, over uh, pecan pralines, um, because my we go to the beach every now and then, and there's this. Uh, it's called the Beach Bunny um, ice cream shop. And my 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 youngest little girl uh, likes Superman ice cream. I'm like, what in the world is this <laughs> Superman ice cream about, right? So I tried it, and it's unbelievable. And then it turns out that uh, uh, she loved it so much that my wife found it at the grocery store, and she brought home <laughs> nice. a container of ice cream. And uh, and I got into it. I bet I ate half of it, which is I don't binge <laughs> or anything, but I bet I ate half of it. But then they got these milkshakes and, you know, Superman's got, um, it's got all the colors yellow. in there. And yeah. when you, it, it's gray whenever they turn it into a milkshake. I would highly recommend you get yourself a Superman milkshake. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm a fan of Superman too, for sure. Nice. I'm going to have to try the milkshake. I've never done that one. So yeah. ever, even my family thinks I'm crazy for liking like the little kid ice cream anyway. They're like, can't you get a more grown up favorite ice cream? Well, I but, mean, but isn't ice cream like a kid thing, dude? Like I, when you think yeah. about ice cream, you think about fun. When you think about kids, you think about fun. So, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, in case the audience doesn't want to hear our ramblings on, uh, you know, ice cream for, for 20 minutes here or whatever, but let's kind of dive into uh, the, the guts of the podcast here. So the reason I wanted to have you get you on is to tell us a little bit more about integrated communications, uh, what you guys do, maybe some background history, what type of industries and, and customers you guys serve. Yeah, man. Uh, so integrated communications, we've been in business 19 years, two days ago, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, I could probably yeah. make a big Congrats. deal out of Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the big 2-0, we're, we're going to do something special. I'm going to load them all up. We're going to go somewhere. Cool. Uh, but we've been in business since 2004. Uh, and I'll just say prior to that, like I, I, I'm very blue collar. 
and, and the only markets we serve are really blue collar markets because they're the lifeblood of this country. But I grew up in eastern North Carolina, very uh, blue collar family, you know, work ethic roots, that type of stuff. But I got into the cell phone industry in 1999 at U.S. Cellular selling bag phones and flip phones and phones. You actually had to pull the antenna up to actually get reception. And so, um, you know, I, I went from there to Verizon and from Verizon to Sprint and from Sprint, they had this indirect program where all the wireless carriers have indirect channels. They have direct yeah. channels where they got their company owned retail stores, their B2B sales teams, but they always have a partner channel, whether that's an agent retail store in the mall or a value added reseller like ourselves. Um, that brings more to the table than just the phone and the plan and the tablet and connectivity and stuff. And so anyway, in 2004, um, I launched this company because, um, you know, I launched it with nothing but my sales ability. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I can be an entrepreneur. Let's go. And so I, I never really looked back. So we've been in business since 2004. And the core of our business has always been B2B mobility. Um, you know, we've yeah. I, I remember spending, and with all due respect to anyone in retail, God bless you. Bless your hearts. Um, it, you know, they are talk about true sales professionals and people with thick skin. They got it. Uh, but I spent a couple of days in the retail store, uh, like pinch hitting uh, when, when a manager was out or something. And I was like, man, this is not for me. Um, <laughs> so we've never really done retail at all. It's been always 100% uh, B2B. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've always served the blue collar industries, uh, you know, plumbing, heating, air conditioning, electrical, last mile delivery, trucking. And so prior to, you know, growing up, uh, I grew up in trucks. My dad drove uh, for 40 plus years. My granddaddy drove for 40 plus years. I'll never forget the like six months my granddaddy had to have a knee replacement so he couldn't drive. Like, I mean, like, because of shifting those gears all those years. Oh, and so yeah. I grew up in trucks. And so it shaped me. Um, and so when 2016 came around uh, and the mandate was announced, meaning the ELD electronic logging mandate was announced, I'm like, no way. Like, let's go into trucking. Come on, boys and girls, let's go. And so um, we got into uh, supplying mobility uh, to power ELD systems. And so, you know, we learned a lot of hard lessons along the way, right? Like we had sold MDM and some mounts and cases and bundled and staged and kitted and stuff. But, you know, powering an ELD system is a whole new animal. Um, and so, you know, to, to kind of clarify what I mean is ELD stands for electronic logging device. And what it is, is it's a really a system. It's more than a device. It's a system to manage and maintain and report the a number of hours a truck driver drives in a day. They can only drive 11 hours because it keeps the road safe. If the, the FMCSA, mm -hmm. after all these years, have done all these studies and 11 hours is the max they want a driver to drive. So they get proper rest and recovery and they're just more alert and more safe. So that's what the system does. It, it monitors and manages that, but it requires a mobile device and usually that's a tablet and that tablet needs to be protected with the case it needs to be mounted so they can see their available hours it needs to be uh, charged it needs to be managed with mdm stage kitted set up ready to go and that's the direction i took the company 
in 2016. And so back then it was like, man, you know, we threw a lot of stuff out there just based on our previous history. And when I say we learned a lot of lessons, we learned lessons about what tablets to use and what not to use, what mounts to use, what not to use, what MDMs to use, uh, what not to use. Um, and we learned a lot of best practices over the years. So, so our core focus, it's not necessary. I mean, it is our core business, but like our core focus is trucking because I want it to be. Because I get to serve a market that yeah. fed my family for years, and um, and 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 I'm passionate about now. But we do serve other markets. Um, yeah, you know, I love truck- you know talking talking to you. I've seen like the passion that you have for the truck trucking industry, and like one con- congrats on that being able to align a passion to your business. That's that's you know pretty rare actually. I think that a lot that people act on that and get to do that and get the, yeah. the blessing of being able to operate in their passion. So, I mean, every time I talk to you, like you just like light up when you talk about trucking and, and, and kind of where your, uh, you know, the outcome of what you guys do, how it influences the, the truckers experience. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, you know, not just, Hey, we, we're doing EL, we're doing this package because we have to, because of compliance, right? It's how does this affect uh, the truck driver themselves? And could you talk a little bit more about that? Maybe like what's because you, you, you've alluded to you've seen both sides, right? Where yeah. sometimes these systems get put out there and they're not really a lot of maybe a lot of thought into it. It's just, hey, we're going to kind of pull pieces here and there and, and throw them in the truck. Right. Compared to having a very well orchestrated uh, plan and system on how to deploy the whole package. What's the influence? Like, what what does that? What have you seen that um, translate to driver experience on either side of that coin? That's a that's a great question. One of the things I had alluded to when we first in 2016 when we first started going in to ELD, we had to learn a lot of lessons. Um, and what you just referenced really is the lessons that customers learn, right? By, you know, pulling pieces together, multiple pieces together and hoping that it works well for the driver, right? Um, Yeah, so driver, so so let's just start with, with, with why the driver experience is absolutely necessary as an end game when you look at these systems, all right? So driver turnover, there's a, number one, there's a driver shortage. All right, the FMCSA is trying to lower the entry point from 21 years old down to 18 years old. They have a pilot program running right now because there's a driver shortage. Nobody wants to drive a truck anymore. I personally don't know why that is. They didn't grow up like me, obviously. But, but there's a driver turnover problem. The average driver turnover industry-wide is 91%. 91%. I met with a rather large company in the Midwest. It has 10,000 drivers. They have over 100% driver turnover. And then I've got companies that you know we serve that have 70%. And we have a company we're working with right now that's the lowest we've ever heard of. It's got 50% and they're proud of it. And honestly, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I personally can't see why they would be proud of 50% because there's always, you know, I'll take that back a little bit, but like that is something to be proud of compared to an, a 90, but you 91% average, but you look at it, you're like, God, that's still half the drivers. 
you know, yeah. and then you look at the average and like, I couldn't imagine having turning over 90% of my team every year. And, and they're not even in trucks, man. They're working on tablets and supporting MDM, you know. But anyway, um, that's the reason why driver experience is so important. Because when you look at all things, you know, you got to think about a driver. They're not down the hallway. They're not on Zooms. They're not at conferences like we see each other at. They're behind the wheel and they're in the sleeper. Okay. That's their yeah. life. They don't see their family. They're, they sacrifice time with their family so we can go get a jar of peanut butter at, at Walmart by just taking 20 paces down the aisle. You know, they're driving so that you can do this. So all these companies are trying to do all these different things to benefit the driver so they won't leave. So when you look at the playing field, you got equipment. That's the truck they drive. Anything 2018 and greater uh, is going to be plus or minus a small percentage of difference in terms of just the overall condition of the truck mm -hmm. and the quality of the truck and the comfort. You look at the bonuses, you look at the pay, all those things are at an all-time high. It gets down to their experience on the road. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you look at this technology, they're required to use. They're required to use this technology. The wheels cannot turn without it. That technology better work. It better be reliable. There better not be a bunch of failure, screens going out, tablets dying, logs not working, loss of connectivity, failed updates, because that's the first step. If it doesn't work and their cousin drives for another company and they're like, man, you know what? I'm tired of having to edit my logs because this system doesn't work again. I'm going to go drive where my cousin drives. OK, so the driver experience is at the center of everything we do because of that one concept. And so we have seen companies do a lot of what I mentioned in the beginning, which is learn a hard a lot, a uh, lot of hard lessons. And here's how this goes, right? Okay, we're a trucking company. We're going to switch over from terminals like Omnitrax IVGs or PeopleNet PD terminals or, or whatever, and we're going to move over to tablets. We're going to modernize and move to tab, move over to tablets. And what happens is they decide to move to a new EOD system. And the transportation person tells the IT guy, which is or gal, which is fine. Hey, we need 500 tablets and we need mounts. We need we got we need you to, to take this project and run with it. And that guy or gal calls the Verizon AT&T T-Mobile rep and says, hey, I need 500 tablets. What kind of tablets? I uh, what's your special of the month? What's right? on the what, yeah? What can you give me for the and, lowest cost? And then they and then they get then they get the tablets in, and then they Google mounts and they see best practices, what they can see on Google and, and online, and then they they do that, and then you know maybe they have Microsoft Intune internally, part of their Office three sixty five, and I, well, we have Intune internally for our iPhones. We're just gonna put that on there, right? And you know sometimes they don't even put MDM and. They piece it together, and it's not because they're not smart. It's not because they don't have resources. It's not because they don't have money. They don't have expertise, right? And then they put it out there, and then Intune can't do things that, say, Scale Fusion can do. If you get the wrong case and mount, and it doesn't have integrated charging, and the driver forgets to plug it up the right way, and the driver's driving down the road, the tablet dies. Well, the driver's got to find somewhere to pull over to get the tablet back going again and edit their logs for that chunk of, you know, two miles that's unaccounted for drive time. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is the driver is just like, man, like this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can get a $10,000 bonus at this other company. My cousin's hat, let me go. Right. And they got good so, technology over there. They, they absolutely. You know, they, everybody then, talks. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. And the technology has got to benefit them more than just logs, which we can get into, mm -hmm. you know, uh, if you want to ask me some questions about that a little later, but I've got some really good concepts on how we can take the driver experience to the next level by leveraging what the technology can do. So, anyway. yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. You kind of alluded to, and it's uh, one of the questions that I was going to ask you is kind of the trends that you've seen over the past 19 years that you guys have been around, right? So um, it sounds like the shift is is definitely more into the modern experience on tablets that you referenced. And I imagine that's got to open up a lot more possibilities where, where companies are then saying, now we have a tablet for ELD. What else can we put on it? Uh, to to drive efficiency, to do you know business things, but also, like you said, these guys are on the road all the time. So yeah. how do you enhance the the driver experience? Um, yeah, talk a little bit about that, please. Well, I mean, so the great question. I mean, the the thought around ELD, okay, has always been in the cab of the truck, the bare minimum. All right, you look at the pioneers of ELD. You look at Omnitrax, PeopleNet. You know, Qualcomm became Omnitrax, is now Solera. You know, uh, PeopleNet became Tremble over time, but but it was it was bare minimum, right? It was like logs, navigation, some workflow, maybe way station bypass, and that's it, right? And that's that was considered advanced, you know, in that era, which was only six years ago. Well. The modern way to do it, so companies are modernizing and they're moving over to tablets, right? Uh, and a lot of things that don't change is that mindset of, well, we're going to put a tablet in there, but we're just going to do the same thing. Well, I mean, you know, it opens up the door for you to do so much more for the driver, right? Like, so the 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 trends that we see is is the the two trends that we see are the two things that we've talked about one is just pieced together right yeah. because they just don't know any better all right and two is it's a bare minimum experience that was comparable to what they used before or what the industry says that they should use which is logs workflow nav way station bypasses is is advanced right but here's what's possible all right. So we talk about that driver experience, not only providing a reliable system, right? Like we have a philosophy called GSM. It's the right gear, set up the right way, manage the right way. We don't put junk in the cab of the truck. We put stuff in there that's reliable, that's work, that's managed well, and that will just work. All right. So that's that's the first real key to providing a good a driver experience. It's got to work for the system that they're required to use. Well, trucking, truck drivers have a major issue with truck parking. All right. So let's look at that scenario I mentioned a second ago. All right. The display, the tablet dies because it wasn't charged in. Driver's not paying attention to that. They're driving. Yeah. They don't realize the battery is going down, 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 down. Boom. Done. Right. Well, if they have to pull offside the road, they can't just pull offside the road anywhere. They've got a Freightliner Cascadia and a 50 foot, 53 foot trailer. They've got to find a place to park that truck in order to deal with that problem, right? So truck parking is a major issue. 
All right. Yeah. You can't just pull offside the road like we can. You can't take an exit and pull into the Chick-fil-A parking lot and deal with it. They got to find somewhere to park that truck. So with a tablet, okay, you can run applications like Trucker Path and even DriveWise is now building in truck parking in their application so they can say, I got to take this exit up here. Let me look really quickly to see if I can get a park. Or I can't take this exit. Let me see where I can park because I ran out of time to make it to the Walmart distribution center in Cincinnati. So you can do truck parking. You can drive by the way station. We've all seen uh, on the interstate that line of trucks backed up to be weighed, right? Whereas a company like DriveWise, which runs on a tablet, will allow them to drive by the way station based on their load, based on their CSA score, based on a variety of factors. But the bottom line is this. They can keep on trucking, no pun, but really, um, they can keep on going. And, you know, it, there's, a, there's a monetary aspect to that piece. It costs, this is an FMCSA study documented, it costs a trucking company $8.68 every time a truck has to stop at a way station. Now, why in the world... Yeah. And how tick about inconvenience? The driver's got to downshift. They got to hit the jake brake. They got to change lanes. They got to do all of this stuff. And then they got to come back up to road speed. Unless you have an automatic transmission, which drivers are split on whether they like them or not, they got to shift up, shift down. They got to do all that stuff, right? So it's an inconvenience to the driver. It costs the company money. And they're just, they're, they're sacrificing experience there, okay? Mm -hmm. So then you have things like video training. All right. So, uh, well, drivers have to maintain their CDL. All right. How is that typically done? They come off the road. They're in the back of a classroom for two, three days, whatever, every year. Okay. Well, there are companies like Carrier's Edge, Infinity, Luma. These companies take those same CDL classes to maintain their CDL. They put them right on the tablet. You stream mm -hmm. the classes. Okay. Drivers mandatory got... I think two breaks a day, 30 minutes on their break. They can watch a class when they're done with their day and they're in the sleeper. They can watch a class. If they deploy this technology and use a tablet with the data plan, you, the driver never has to really sacrifice any time, which by the way, also costs the company money. They say the wheels ain't turning. You ain't earning. Right. So you got that. Then you have uh, entertainment. Right. So yeah. let's think about this for a second. All right. That seems to be a, a big thing. I, I was, uh, and fascinated on how companies view that or want to manage that. Some some companies say no way, and others have a kind of more open uh, mindset to how they could manage that. So I'm curious what what your take is on it. So let me ask let me ask you this question: How many streaming services do you have a login for? Off top of your head, at least three. Exactly. Three or four. <laughs> I who can't remember. Who do you know that doesn't have a Netflix login? Probably uh, nobody. nobody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so with unlimited data plans, okay, you can put all of these services right on the tablet. Amazon, Direct, Amazon Prime, DirecTV, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, whatever. Okay. And first thing is like, I don't want them watching that while they're going down the road. Well, that's where Scale Fusion comes in. We have this technology that when the truck starts moving, these apps can't run, right? Yep. And the only apps that can run are like the, the logs, the EOD system, and navigation. 
So when the truck stops and they're on, on their break, then they can stream Netflix or watch The Office or whatever. But you're bringing that to the cab of the truck, and that improves the driver experience, right? You put Google Duo on there. They're able to have, you know, um, FaceTime-like conversations or whatever, Android. I think they call it Google yeah. Duo uh, or Zoom or whatever, and they can communicate with their family right on the tablet. And, you, you know, the, let's just be real about something here. The driver doesn't really like it. Now, some will say, oh, the ones who came into the industry fresh and you know, in the last six years and all they've ever known was ELD and electronic logging devices, um, and they never really used paper logs, they don't know any better. But there's a huge chunk of the population. The median age for truck drivers is way up there, okay? And a, lot, a good chunk of them use paper logs for years. So they look at the ELD as something that hinders them versus benefits them. So when you stack all these things on top of a reliable system, what you get is this. A driver who looks at that EOD and says, yeah, it monitors my drive time. Okay, got it. But it'll tell me where I can park my truck. It will, um, it will allow me to drive by the way station. It will allow me to watch my CDL videos and not have to stop driving and go recertify. It will allow me to watch The Office or Sons of Anarchy or whatever. And oh, by the way, we can put training content on there above and beyond the CDLs. If these guys come from one system, they come from a trucking company that use Samsara, and now they're over at this new trucking company that uses Geotab, the rules are the same, but the way you log in and log out and certify logs and on duty, it's all different. How do we learn? How do we learn today? Even with the older drivers, you need to change a wheel bearing on your Cub Cadet lawnmower. You Google it, you watch a YouTube video, you're at mm -hmm. Home Depot, and then you got it up on blocks working on it. We learn by watching video. So we put videos on how to use the systems that are on the tablet right there at the driver's fingertips. So that sends driver adoption up. And satisfaction with the new system up because they're more familiar with it. You need to certify logs. Watch a 45-second video. Here it is. Click, click, boom. Oh, now I know how to certify my logs. And it reduces phone calls to the tip of the spear, which is the company safety department. So everybody wins in that scenario. That is what a tablet can really do for a driver beyond logs, workflow, math. Yeah, kind of the, you're you're shifting the mentality from just restriction of here's what I have to do for compliance into how do we enable you know the the drivers which I, I love. Well, it's um, the difference between uh, hating the ELD and I, that's that's a tough word to say and loving. Yeah, yeah right. Right, <laughs> like it's it's there's a difference, and when you when you provide a reliable system and then you stack all the things that I just mentioned, it goes from a boat anchor to a driver enablement system. Yep, absolutely. Um, shifting gears a little bit, and uh, you kind of already alluded to the points where Scale Fusion comes into this complete package, right? Um, and we've, we, you know, we've talked. Um, obviously, there's a there's a lot of MDMs in the marketplace. There's a lot of we have a lot of competitors, a lot of good competitors. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm not going to bash anybody. But can you talk a little bit maybe to some unique features or where you've seen some things that uh, that you guys, you know, as an organization really appreciate on Scale Fusion, uh, maybe some differentiators where, where you've been able to add value to your customers? Yeah. So I'll rewind the clock a little bit and say back in 2016, we deployed four or five MDMs 
right? Like it was like, what does the customer want? Uh, let's give them options. And then we whittled that down over time to what really worked um, and was reliable because if it doesn't work and it's not reliable, not only does the driver suffer, the customer suffers, our team has to clean up the mess, right? Yeah, you guys are so managing the, it, right? You're taking absolutely, the calls when things, absolutely. things go wrong. The, the buck stops with our team on, on resolving the issue, right? So um, I'll tell you that the, we've churned through MDMs over the years and again, gotten it down to a short list. And so here's, there are three things I'll say about scale fusion. Um, and I will also go back to the, the, where I ended on the driver experience thing is training videos. So early on in, in 2016, whenever drivers were, that had never used ELDs before we're using ELDs, they had to learn how to new, use the new system. And so we came up with this idea of putting training videos on the tablet. And we've always had to use Google Drive or you know some file management system that required a username and a password. And if someone changed the password, it created problems. And so anyway, you know, that's actually been used right up until the last couple of years. And then when I finally got an opportunity to look at Scale Fusion, you had me at file doc. Uh, and it, he, here's here's what I mean by that. So now with Scale Fusion, we can take all those training videos. Let's say they're coming from Samsara to Geotab and Geotab training videos are all there. We can put those training videos right on the device, right beside the application, and they're downloaded in the memory of the device, not even needing to stream or buffer, right? That's huge. And here's the thing. It's huge for the driver. Like, again, getting back yeah. to what I said, yep. it's not just lip service. It's the deal, man. Driver experience and enabling that driver is at the core of everything that we think about and that we do. And the ability to do that effortless, effortlessly to like, let me give you an example. We had a customer, we have a big pilot going on right now with Scale Fusion, and you're familiar. And there was an issue with the ELD. Uh, they did a database change and the drivers needed to uh, go click and do a check for updates, even though there's not an update available, but it resets something and it allows them to, for that database to pull through to the tablet and to the ELD. And we're talking about drivers here and there's drivers are some of the most important people in the country, but a lot of them are not technology people. And a lot of them need to be talked to and, 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 and someone to see what they see to be able to do this. So two things. One, with Scale Fusion, we're able to remote onto the tablet, talk to the driver while they're flipping through the, the menus and, and checking for updates and resetting that database thing. That's the first thing. Secondly, we can put an instructional file, PDF, right on the tablet within like 30 seconds to a minute. Boom, it pops up in the, in the training library. Three, we can record the screen on how to do this update, turn it into a video, drop it right on the tablet for all the drivers. This is all within minutes, right? Yeah. And that is huge. That is huge. And then lastly, there's two other reasons why. Um, there's many reasons why. But I mentioned the driving uh, while watching 
videos, right? Like the perception is, oh, we're not going to let them watch Netflix. They'll watch it while they're going down the road. Well, when you can restrict applications while the truck is moving, it makes the truck safer. It allows you to deploy applications that enrich the driver's life and not risk your safety. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly is the point click piece. We've seen all these MDMs out there that you have to do a lot of work to accomplish some of the same things, which are right click done with scale fusion. So, you know, when we saw those things and then my team comes to me and my team is like, Chris, Chris, we've got, we've got to offer scale fusion to our customers. And then after that, when you have customers that have been embedded with other systems for years, and then they do a trial and they see the system and they they see some of the same things that are done in one system, how they're done in the other. And then the benefits that I just mentioned, like file doc and that type stuff. When the customer says, and these are some big customers, we're moving to Scale Fusion as soon as it's time to refresh our equipment. Yeah. I mean, you know, they said that the proof is in the pudding, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> so. that's awesome man Thank, thanks for the feedback uh, I, it's always good to hear that feedback directly from customers that have tried it that are using scale fusion and and from partners like you guys so uh we're, we're kind of wrapping up uh kind of short on time so yeah. i want to you know any last final words you want to leave with the audience um to, to wrap things up well here's what i will say um for those of you that are looking to deploy mobile devices, you serve, you're in trucking companies, uh, last mile delivery, plumbing, heating, air conditioning, the end user experience is always the most important thing, okay? You need the reliable system in the cabs of those trucks. You need to make sure you have the right tablets or right phones. You need to have the right mounts with integrated charging so that whenever it docks, it's charged, it's hardwired in. Nobody has to unplug things and, and plug things up, okay? You need to have the device set up the right way. The display settings, security settings, um, you know, uh, GPS location accuracy, these things matter. What a lot of people do is they just load the app on there and they send them on out, right? And they don't optimize. And that, that creates a negative user experience, right? They need to be locked down and managed with MDM like Scale Fusion, right? And then you need to have management policies in place whenever you do updates. When you have 500 drivers that you need to do an application update on, you need to be prepared for that 50 that are going to fall out the other side and you're going to have to use things like remote control to help them. It's all about having the right gear, setting it up the right way, and then managing it the right way. And if we can help you, we would love to. I'm clearly passionate about what it is that I do, but I'm also just as passionate about educating people because we've seen what happens out there. And we hear companies saying our driver turnover is 120% and they've got some joy tab with an Amazon case and a car charger and a universal mount, no MDM, and they don't have a strategy in place to manage it, but they've got a $250,000 truck, you know, times 500. So it's all about making sure you have the right gear, setting it up the right way, managing it the right way, and you can improve that in end user experience, whether it's a driver or technician for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, 
And when you improve that experience, you create a happier employee and they're more important than any of us. Without them, the company doesn't run. Without them, the country doesn't run. And if we can help you, we'd love to. That's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you being on. I couldn't recommend you guys enough to uh, anybody in this industry. So hopefully hopefully that uh, that knowledge base, that passions come through on this. So if, if anybody is in the market for uh, you know a system like we've talked about today, I would really recommend getting with Chris and his team. What what's the best way to get a hold of you guys, Chris, if if somebody wants to reach out? Well, naturally the website. So icomcorp.com i-c-o-m-m-c-o-r-p.com you'll see our in a box strategies eld in a box you bring your eld we bring all the other pieces pod proof of delivery in a box for distribution last mile delivery uh that type stuff and then field service in a box um so for plumbing heating air conditioning electrical the concept's the same you know eld is federally mandated right but the others aren't federally mandated, but they can't operate their businesses without this technology, right? Yeah. So we serve all of those and you'll see all of those concepts and solutions on our site. And for trucking, we have a, a site that's, you know, educational um, for companies. It's it's eldinabox.com, eldinabox.com. And there's a, a link on there that says free and it means just free education. But there's 10 videos there that'll educate you on some of the stuff that I talked about here in more detail. Um, and then you can connect with me on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. It's all at Chris Saunders, the man. Uh, so LinkedIn slash Chris Saunders, the man, Facebook slash Chris Saunders, the man, Instagram, Chris Saunders, the man. So that's awesome. Thank you, Chris Saunders, the man, for being on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. And, uh, until next time, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll have another partner podcast uh, next month. Thanks again.